Kendall Smith dots the eye as the Illini will take the knee. And this one is done. The interception ends it. The knee offensively at the 20 ends it. The regular season is done. Eight wins for the Fighting Illini since the Rose Bowl team of 07. Two good friends, Pat Fitzgerald and Brett Bielema, embrace at midfield. Northwestern Give me that hat. And get that hat. Got Alex Palczewski bringing the hat out onto the field. And for your support of Northwestern. The Illini win the trophy game over Northwestern in dominating fashion. 41-3. Illinois over Northwestern. And the trophy will stay in Champaign. The land of Lincoln. The hat belongs to the Illini. That's how the regular season ends. The Fighting Illini football team putting the hurting on the Northwestern Wildcats 41-3. Welcome in. Fasteners, etc. post-game show. Evan Kahn, Michael Martin with you. We want to get your thoughts on today's game and the season in general up next. But first, our rapid reaction brought to you by Cozad Asset Management. For over 45 years, striving to serve financial needs and build lasting relationships with clients. Michael Martin was roaming the sidelines up there in Evanston. Didn't get the help that we needed down in Indiana from the Hoosiers, but Illinois taking care of business and in the season, regular season on the right note. Yeah, you can I mean, only really control what you can control. And I mean, Illinois controlled the, this game <laughs> from the very beginning. Um, can't really debate that at all. Uh, just very businesslike, took care of business and had some exciting plays. Sydney Brown. Who, how many people had a Brown brother going for two touchdowns? <laughs> what if I told you it was Sydney? Uh, it was just tremendous day, tremendous game, and we're on to a bowl game. The defense, five interceptions as well as a fumble return for a touchdown for Sidney Brown. The offense really didn't have to do much of anything. I, I don't know how the numbers shook out as I pull it up. Northwestern ends up outgaining the Illini, but it doesn't make much of a difference as the Illini win it 41-3. to They notch an eight-win season for the first time since the Rose Bowl back in 2007. And as you said, we've got one more game to go. So we want to hear your thoughts. That's our rapid reaction brought to you by Cozad Asset Management. You can give us a call on the fan line, 217-356-9397, or text the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. You're up next on the Fasteners Etc. Postgame Show. The following program is an exclusive presentation of News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS, along with Light Rock 97.5 FM WHMS, Champaign-Urbana, Champaign Multimedia Group Stations. Fighting Illini game day coverage continues on your flagship home for fighting Illini athletics. News Talk 1400 at 93.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. Now it's your turn on the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. Fasteners Etc., your partner in inventory management. Call us with your thoughts, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217 351 
1-800-522-5357. Now, the Fasteners Etc. Postgame Show with your hosts, Scott Beatty, Evan Kahn, and Michael Martin. Snap back on third and long. Here comes the rush. Up the middle. He throws to the right. Oh, picked off. Devin Weatherspoon. He might go all the way. We'll see. No, he back at midfield. 45-40. Still on his feet. 35-30. And he's tripped up at the Wildcat 30. And he's going to be upset that he didn't get the pick six. But what a great run by 31. Devin Witherspoon. The first of two interceptions on the day for Devin Witherspoon. Sidney Brown got two interceptions on the day. Oh, Tyler Strain got an interception on the day as well. Six takeaways for the Illini. The first defensive touchdown of the season as well. And Illinois runs away with it 41-3. Fasteners, etc. Postgame show. Evan Kahn, Michael Martin with you. Scott Beatty probably on a flight back from Florida with the Illinois women's basketball team as they go one and one over the weekend. But we're here to talk about an Illinois football victory over Northwestern. You can call the fan line 217-356-9397. We go there now to Benny. Hey, Benny. Hey, Evan. And uh, hello, Michael. How I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, I'd like to start off by uh, giving my heartfelt condolences to Coach Bielema and his and his entire family. It's, I, I know it's been a very tough week for the Bielema family, so I just want to pass along my condolences. And also uh, my congratulations to the football team and especially the seniors on retaining the Land of Lincoln trophy. And we're, we're going to a bowl game. You know, this has really been – a tremendous Illinois football season this year and Coach Beal in the second year. And I know it's we haven't said that in a lot of years about how about Illinois football, but hey, in the second year, now I don't know how how many coaches around the country when they get start off, you know, getting a new program and then start winning in their second year and, and getting us to a bowl game, but what a great year, and I'm, I'm very proud of each and every one of the people that are in Illinois football. So thank you guys, and uh, give my best to Scott Beatty when he gets back from his trip. Thank you very much. Go Illini. Go Illini. We will indeed, Benny. Thanks for the call. It, it, it was a, a great season. I mean, the last time Illinois got eight wins, Alex Pauchewski was a freshman back in 2007. Now here we are 15 years later, and, and they do it again. And it is, and we've got some text here that we'll get into. This season might be a, a little bit look back, you know, what could have been as the divisions will eventually go away and the Big Ten's going to get even better than it already is. But eight wins... A pretty good bowl game on the horizon. We'll find out a, a week from Sunday. And ending on a good note, just beating down the Northwestern Wildcats. Yep, just a tremendous season. I I think that once we get a little bit farther removed and the, the stinging of uh, some of the referees and all that, <laughs> whatever you want to talk about there, uh, once we get a little bit farther removed, um, I think that we will really – relish this season a little bit more um but you know it's just one of those things every single game that we did lose we lost by a score Mm -hmm. which is like it's one of those things well what could have been um but to benny's point i'm not i don't know how many second year coaches have uh 
at across college football have winning records, but this isn't about other <laughs> other programs. This is about Illinois football. No coach since I think Makovic mm-hmm. has had a winning season uh, in the second season. Um, so it's it's not so much a what the college football landscape looks like. It's a oh this is really really different for Illinois football and only good things from here I feel five and seven in year one now eight and four with a game to go in year two things looking good under Brett Bielema here at Illinois we go back to the fan line Paul's with us up in Seattle good evening Paul hey hi guys Uh, I just want to share my melancholy pride uh, because there's so many like the one caller said uh, some painful losses that we could have gone the other way but we're eight and four, and uh, going to a bowl game, and so it's it's all positive. Uh, everything happens for a reason. So, do you guys have any sense of what bowl game we might get slide to at this stage? Any guesses? It, it's somewhere between what used to be the Outback Bowl, now called the ReliaQuest Bowl, the Citrus Bowl, and the Music City Bowl. And the ReliaQuest Bowl is the number. Three, I believe, in the Big Ten hierarchy. Um, the Citrus Bowl, Iowa was in last year, so they, Illinois might have a, a bit of an inside track to that one, but I know folks around here might might enjoy the Music City Bowl a, a little more just because the the proximity being in Nashville. Right, and if right. you listen, if you listen to Twitter, everyone thinks well, a large con- consensus believes that it will be the Music City Bowl, but. We don't know anything until uh, championship week plays out next week. So um, your guess is as good as mine. Well, and with Ohio State losing today, who who knows exactly how the college football playoff is going to shake out, and, and then what kind of you know residuals that have for for the rest of the Big Ten. Okay, thanks, guys. Go Illini. Yeah, go Illini. Thanks for the call, Paul. You can ring us in on the fan line as well, 217-356-9397. Let's pick out our MX Electrifying Player of the Game, shall we? MX Electric wants to be your electrician when you're in need of electrical service for both residential and commercial projects. Call them at 359-7293 to schedule your project. And remember, relax, call Max. I don't think it's too difficult to, to pick a guy. A number of key contributors for, for the Illini today, but I, I think we're, we're leaning towards the defensive Brown for, for what he did uh, taking the ball away from Northwestern. Yeah, I mean, he's the easy choice. I can't really, uh, I can't really debate against that. I mean, two defensive touchdowns, one of each kind. <laughs> I mean, it's a... <laughs> A scoop and score and an interception for a touchdown. But I do want to give a special shout-out to Reggie Love. Um, coming in clutch, uh, especially early on in the game, um, after Chase got dinged up, he uh, he helped the this team uh, really build the momentum they needed to um, have the wheels fall off for Northwestern, uh, which resulted in those uh, uh, defensive touchdowns. But um, Sidney Brown, by far, um, easy. Yeah, yeah, a big day from Reggie Love. We, we've kind of been waiting for that all season. He got his most uh, carries on the season, 11 carries for 85 yards. Devin Witherspoon with a, a pair of interceptions as well. But I think we're going to give it to Sidney Brown, who had two defensive touchdowns on the day, including two interceptions, and we'll bring you a couple of those right here. But no points for the Wildcats. 
Against the wind, keeping it on the ground. And ball, this ball. time the ball is loose. Picked up, maybe a scoop and score for Sidney Brown. He's gone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Illinois. Scoop and score. <laughs> Back to pass. Here comes the pressure. Pocket collapsing. Throws oh. another interception. Picked off again. Sidney Brown. He might have a pick six. He does. Touchdown. Touchdown, Illinois. And Sidney Brown is having himself a whale of a day. My goodness. This defense is just relentless. Brown steps in front of the intended receiver. Runs it up the left sideline. Touchdown, Sidney Brown. Touchdown, Illinois. The senior safety with two touchdowns in less than four minutes of game time. The first touchdowns of the year for the Illinois defense that ended up with 22 picks for the year, 21 interceptions. Either way, most for a Brett Bielema team, most in the Big Ten, and Illinois wins it 41-3. to We want to hear your thoughts. You can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Give us a call on the fan line. Michael Martin, Evan Kahn, breaking down the Illinois win here on the Fasteners, etc., Game show. The conversation about today's game continues on the Fasteners Etc. Post Game Show. Join in by calling the First State Bank Illini Fan Line 217-356-9397 or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling Text Line 217-351-5357. On a beautiful day here in Evanston. Here is the handoff to Reggie Love. Runs to the right. 45-40. Right sideline, 35. First down, Illinois. Down to the 31-yard line of Northwestern. And Reggie Love steps in there for a gain of 20 as he cut to the right. At the Wildcat 14. Pistol look. Reggie Love in for Chase Brown. Shake it up on this drive. Handoff to Reggie. Runs left. Slips a tackle. 10-5. Reggie Love down to the two-yard line. He almost broke it, and boy, is he slippery. Illinois first and goal at the Northwestern two. Here is Reggie Love into the end zone. Touchdown, Illinois. And the Illini in front of a big orange-clad crowd in Evanston grabbed the lead, 6-0. Yeah, there was that touchdown drive mostly on the back of Reggie Love, who filled in a lot for Chase Brown. He was a little hobbled either the first or the second drive and uh, Reggie Love stepped up 85 yards, a touchdown as well and Illinois wins it 41 to 3. Back here on the Fasteners etc post game show with Evan and Michael, you can ring in your thoughts 217-356-9397. We go to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line where yeah, it's a, a a lot of what we were, were reminiscing in, in the first segment. Uh, 630 texter talking about the, the refs cost a couple games. Illinois could be playing in the Big Ten Championship. Uh, another texter says, great season, love to keep the hat. But man, what could have been if it wasn't for Indiana and Purdue could be playing in Indy. Yeah, a lot of a lot of what ifs, especially since Michigan won that game today. I, I think we'd all like another crack at, at the Wolverines, but it is what it is. Eight and four, we'll, we'll take it. Uh, 
seven seven three texter points out that Mike White was seven and four in his second year, and, and they were able to to build on that seven and five the next year, and I think ten and two the the year after that. So that's really what what Illinois is looking for here is to sustain that success. Because if we go back to the the oh seven season next year, didn't make a bowl game. You go back to the oh one season next year, didn't make a bowl game. So you want to keep stacking the, those good seasons, and we've seen that that progress here in the first two years under Brett Bielma. Be able to build on your success. And has it been the case the past 20, almost 30 years um, where it's just flash in the pan success and then uh, kind of tapers off and that's all, that's all she wrote. Um, we're all we, all we want as Illinois fans is to build sustainable uh, football, but um, ultimately it just comes down to uh, being able to close out those games when it matters most, um, I mean, looking back, you can think of instances here and there um, uh, during those losses where you had those chances. So I think as you continually continue to build off of your established identity and um, and really recruit and develop to the style of football that you are trying to uh, to have uh, as your team. Um, I think that this isn't going to be an anomaly moving forward. But I mean, it's <laughs> you're uh, you're only as good as your next game, um, <laughs> and uh, we've got a bowl game ahead of us, and you have an opportunity to play what should be a a tough uh, out of out of conference Power Five opponent. Um, and we'll just have to see who that's going to end up being. But we're not going to know for about eight more days. <laughs> yeah, it's encouraging seeing what Brett Bioma can can do with players that, that mostly he didn't recruit, and, and that's what he pointed out in his postgame comments. You know, it was great that the Browns were, got he- were here when he got here because they're great players, they're great people. Same with Devin Witherspoon, and, and they coached him up. So now, and, and it's also going to be nice that they're going to see three, four, five, maybe six guys drafted in, in the April draft from this team. So, trying to build something. Here is Brett Bielema and the Illinois football program. Back to the fan line, 217-356-9397. Bill's with us. Hey, Bill. Yeah, I got a question. I consider myself Somewhat of a knowledgeable fan. I was, I'm a big uh, Illinois fan, basketball, football. I know in basketball there's a regular season champion and then there's a Big Ten tournament champion. Now you're going ne- in Annapolis next week, and if Illinois, like say, let's just say Purdue had lost and Illinois is in the, that game, they're going to be 5-4 and four and Michigan's going to be 9-0. and zero. Is there two separate titles? Is like a... a the winner of the Big Ten title game or something, and then the regular season winner? How does that work? So, um, I th- no, there, there's one Big Ten champion, um, and it's, um, it's all the same. There's no postseason champion um, or tournament champion for football. Um, that just comes down to uh, the fact that you don't have as many games uh, to play, so you don't have that um, – you don't have that opportunity to really put everybody into a bracket and play out uh, who is the the best um, after the season concludes. Uh, Because quite frankly, uh, football is very, very physical and violent sport. And um, it's a, uh, it's difficult to chain multiple games together. I mean, there's a reason why you go 
a week in between games typically. Um, you can't just sure. uh, go day after day after day like the Big Ten tournament goes. Um, it, it becomes a player safety issue um, if you were to try to do something like that. Um, but, um, yeah, Big Ten football uh, and all the other conferences, um, they are formatted such that you play the regular season. Usually that parses out who's the uh, who's who gets a bid in the regular season or in the um, in the championship game. And then uh, you figure it out from there. I, I get that. You know, I understand the football. You have to limit the games. But if Michigan is nine and zero, Illinois five and zero, or five and four, and Illinois would happen to beat Michigan, is it really fair that nine and one Michigan is second to six and four Illinois? I mean, that just so, doesn't make any sense. So it sounds like your gripe would be with the current division structure. Um, and it's just a matter of, okay, Illinois is the best team that came out of the West and Michigan's the best team that uh, came out of uh, the East. Um, and you don't necessarily have the two best teams uh, going in, in the conference going into that uh, championship game. Now, once we, uh, in a few years, when the divisions go, go away, um, we will see a better approximation of who the quote-unquote true champion would be uh, because the format most likely is going to lend itself to closer to the best two teams on, in the conference rather than the best of the West and the best of the East. Well, if we pick up four more teams, we can call ourselves the Big Ten Ten. <laughs> well, twenty teams. And <laughs> uh, we could. This is silly. I mean, it's like the. Uh, I don't know anybody that likes the transfer portal. I, I got a chance to talk to Ron Gunther for a few minutes the other day. He doesn't like it. I don't like it. I don't know anybody that likes it. And it, it's just like college football is doing some strange things. And college sports, really, they're just. I guess. Maybe someday it'll settle down once we're done with COVID and we got that out of our brains. But it seems a little so, strange what's going on. So all the uh, all the transfer portal really has done is make it more visible for players that are transferring. It may it makes it more visible for uh, coaches to be able to see. Okay, this player from this place has uh, is in the portal, and we can go recruit them. Now, I think you're, I think a gripe that you may be having is that the free transfer type deal, uh, where you can transfer once and uh, and not having not have to sit out. Um, I can see, I can see the argument where it kind of takes away from things, but uh, coaches can can leave a job after one year without any penalty and uh, go True. to greener pastures. So, um, I I. I I'm a, I will always advocate for a player the players as a, as a former uh, player myself, but um, it's just yeah it, it it muddies the water because oh I don't recognize this team opening day because everyone's a transfer. Uh, I, I can I can understand as a as a uh, fan that it can be incredibly frustrating, and as an, an administrator like uh, Ron Gunther was um, that trying to build a team uh, can be incredibly difficult because all of a sudden hey um well guess we're losing everybody because uh things went bad for the first few games so just 
I think water will end up finding its level at some point, but right now it's just a little, uh, it can be a little frustrating. Hey, thanks for the call, Bill. I appreciate it. Thank you. You can call us here on the fan line, 217-356-9397. Yeah, I, I was just thinking back, you know, the, the 2012 Big Ten Championship that, that Brett Bielema won. His his Wisconsin team was 4-4 four and four and finished third in the, the leaders division, but because of teams not being able to play in the postseason and them just throttling Nebraska, they won the Big Ten championship in 2012 with a seven and five record and four and four in the Big Ten. So yeah, it, it, you, you're never going to get uh, even schedules where where everybody can play everybody. It's going to come down to to this championship game, and, and I think you're sitting there at, at in Evanston. They they recognize that Northwestern has won the West a, a, a couple of times, but that's not the the big Big Ten championship that that everybody chases after. Right. Divisional titles mean one thing. Actually winning the conference means another thing. And like I said, there's a reason why divisions are going to end up going away. Um, but right now, uh, we were on the precipice of being able to win the division, came up short, and uh, we have one more year of divisional play uh, <laughs> before uh, everything gets reformatted. So um, I, I I, won't be optimistic to say that we'll be there. A lot's, a lot's going to happen between uh, uh, then and now, uh, but you, he, we, we're going to have a shot. Um, I really think that, um, but it's going to come down to how we, uh, how we finish, uh, in the bowl and how we can capitalize off of, uh, the, the positive vibes that <laughs> this program currently has. Yeah. The transfer portal is going to be key if this team wants to, to keep, uh, at the level that they are this year with, with how many seniors and super seniors and guys leaving for the draft that they're going to lose after this season. So we have more time to get your thoughts in. If you want to text the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, we'll get to a few more texts of those or call in on the fan line. Celebrating the end of the regular season here on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. They are. Uh, they're, they're everything that's right in college football. Obviously, Illinois football, we're a little biased too, but to coach these two guys, to inherit these guys and, and see them grow, they're so, um, so impactful in our, in our locker room, right? They're really, really good players, but when you have your best players play ultra competitive football, uh, when they do the things they do away from the game to train to get their body right, um, the commitment and the sacrifice that they have, uh, you know, to get to a level of play that is really uh, hopefully going to take them to a high level in the NFL that I'm, I'm sure everybody will enjoy watching again. There's head coach Brett Bielba after the game talking about the Brown Twins as they do what they typically do. Maybe a, a little extra from Sidney Brown on the defensive side today. Two picks, a scoop and score as well. Probably has some tackles in there, so we don't want to ignore those. Yeah, ended up with six tackles as well as the Illini win 41-3. Chase Brown, not as big of a day. He was hobbled, looked like by that ankle injury that... Uh, Took him out late in the Purdue game. He was strong last week uh, against Michigan, but something hit it a little weird here tonight. He finishes with 19 carries, 61 yards, and a touchdown. Also caught a 43-yard pass. And we have a texter asking about the running back leaders. I don't know as far as what shakes out across the nation. Game's still going on. 
Blake Corum did not play a whole lot here today, so he didn't move up very much. Chase Brown sits right now with 1,693 yards, and he was the first in Division One FBS football coming into today. So we'll, we'll see what the other guys do as the day finishes up. And I don't do championship game stats count. I thought they did. Yep, uh, they yep post game or postseason stats still are lumped in uh, with uh, with all the other stats. Um, so uh, there there are a few players that are going to have a few more cracks at uh, a few extra cracks at uh, gaining yards, but um, that's just the way things are. I mean, uh, people uh, Oklahoma State fans gripe a lot about oh. If they counted postseason stats and Barry Sanders was a player, um, <laughs> he would still have an upteenth amount of records. But that's just uh, that's just how college football has evolved over the years. And um, I think the only other player that of note that um, really was knocking on the door for uh, Chase Brown was uh, Mo Ibrahim uh, with Minnesota, uh, and I don't know what his stat line is. Um, yeah. But it, it especially recent. Uh, <laughs> All year, his entire career, the offense seems to go through him. So, um, with a with a weak day out of uh, Chase because he got dinged up, uh, we may be losing our number one spot, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm just looking at it here, Minnesota did get the win today. Mo Ibrahim only had 70 yards, so oh, at, well, at least 60. Yes, yeah, so I think so. So as the Big Ten stands, um, looking pretty good, and he's he's put up a a, a great case as far as the, the Doak Walker and uh, just all Big Ten kind of accolades. So those will come as the the regular season comes to an end championships and all of that uh another texter here wondering what's happened to northwestern um had a, a tough go the last couple of years not really using the transfer portal uh, may never be good again they with these academic institutions we, we see it here at, at illinois as well we had coach uh Nick Quartaro on Sports Talk earlier this week, the depth just isn't there for these kinds of teams, right? They've got a, an all-Big Ten offensive lineman who's going to go in the first round. They had one last year or two years ago. I can't remember exactly. They, they have first-round talent, but the depth isn't really there. And, yeah, if, if we've noticed anything, Michigan State's basketball is looking good here early on, but most of the teams that aren't using the transfer portal to their advantage are, are kind of falling behind the curve. Yeah, and I'm not sure if I'd blame it on the current. I'm not sure if I'd blame it on that. Um, I know that um, they had a coaching change at defensive coordinator um, who had been with uh, Pat Fitzgerald for most of his tenure. Mm -hmm. Uh, He had retired. Uh, They didn't move on from him. Uh, But uh, he left, and then things started to go badly defensively. And they really have not picked up on the, their identity um, as they would want. Um, I think that part of their their deal is that they they recruit a very specific type of player, um, both uh, academically and athletically, and um, it's becoming more common for some of those players to go elsewhere. I mean, look at. Look at the early 2010s. Stanford and Northwestern uh, had quite a uh, quite a run there, um, and both teams have been struggling as of late. 
maybe it is a transfer portal thing. Maybe it's not. But um, the thing about tra- the transfer portal and, and grades and whatnot and transferring um, is that players tend to do much better once they get to an institution grades-wise um, just because there's a ton of academic support uh, available. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know what that transfer process looks like, but um, it may just be old ball coaches sticking true to, oh, we're going to get our guys and they're going to go through our system. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if uh, if they need if they think they need the transfer portal, but um, that's the landscape of college football is that transfer portal is where you get your a lot of your uh, key guys. And that thing's going to really open up your – starting tomorrow and uh, again a week from Sunday so we'll, we'll keep an eye on that one more text here we'll squeeze in another break 719 texter says congrats to the Illini and Coach B on an 8 win season now to win a bowl game Oski wow wow yes indeed that will be coming up sometime in the end of December maybe even early January we'll keep an eye on that alright another break we've got our keys to the game coming up in a little bit still time for you to ring in on the fan line or text in on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line fasteners etc post game show it's the Fasteners Etc. Postgame Show. You can weigh in on today's game by calling the First State Bank Illini Fan Line, 217-356-9397. Or texting the Castle Heating and Cooling Text Line, 217-351-5357. Chase Brown is in there. DeVito's gone the distance and gives to Chase, and he skips his way to the left into the end zone. Salutes the Illini fans in the stands, and Chase Brown with a touchdown. Good to see Chase Brown get in the end zone one last time here, and he almost didn't happen. We thought Reggie Love got in there, and they ended up calling him just a, a little bit short, so Chase got to get back in there, and he finishes the run that gives him I believe yes a nice round 10 touchdowns on the season as Illinois wins 41 to 3 back here on the fasteners etc post game show Michael Martin and Evan Kahn with you give us a call on the fan line 217-356-9397 or text the castle heating and cooling text line 217-351-5357 217 texter says shout out to Devin Witherspoon remember him as a freshman and now he's going to leave Illinois as a legit shutdown corner. Can't wait to see what the future brings for him. Yeah, that's one guy who I, I don't think Brett Bielma would let him come back to to Champaign if he wanted to. He's he's gonna he's gonna put his name in the draft and he's gonna hear his name called pretty early and, and just seems to be getting better with with each week here. Yeah, he's a tremendous athlete and he's. Uh... He's come a very long way from uh, starting play, starting to play football his junior year of high school to where he is now. Um, he's a he's a tremendous uh, member of the team. Um, Post game, Coach Bielma had a lot of great things to say about him, um, and I'm excited for his future. And I'm I wonder if uh, his two interception performance today was uh, uh, his send off. Um, a lot of guys have. Uh, uh, some hard decisions ahead of them. Uh, they have the opportunity to potentially uh, uh, make a, a lot of money. And part of that 
decision may be to forego the bowl game. So um, it's it's a I will urge fans um, not to try to be respectful of the decision. It's frustrating. Mm-hmm. It's not disloyalty. Their loyalty to the program has gotten them as far as they have. Um, it's just they they have to make a decision, and that's a very popular thing uh, right now to do to effectively pr- protect their investment in themselves um, and just be tr- – it, it, it may leave a sour taste in your mouth, but I would urge you to – think of it in a way that be thankful for what they contributed um, and don't hate the player, hate the game. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's real tough mm-hmm. uh, uh, because I mean, there, I don't know who's going to be on that list. If there is anybody, maybe they all come, maybe they all come and play. I, who knows? But um, I know that some of those guys have some decisions. So um, it's, a, it's going to be, it's a new problem that we're going to have as uh, Illinois fans moving forward. Yeah, it's a, a good problem to have regular seasons longer than, than it has been in the past, and it's going to continue to to get longer as they expand the college football playoff. And, and yeah, there's there's more football after college football for some of these guys. And when, when you can set up your, yourself and your family for, for the rest of your lives, um, that's, that's a little more important than a, a Citrus Bowl or a Music City Bowl with, with real no ramifications on the line. So, yeah, uh, shout out to, to what they, they've done here at Illinois, and you wish them the best if they do decide to forego the bowl game, although a number of those guys are committed to the senior bowl. So they've even got extra games that, that they're committed to, uh, to to showcase their, their talents and improve their draft stock. So Devin Witherspoon, two interceptions today. He finishes the regular season with three, two picks for Sidney Brown. He finishes with six interceptions on the year. And uh, defense was the big story today for the Illini in their 41-3 to clobbering of the Northwestern Wildcats, taking home the Land of Lincoln Trophy for the second straight year. Let's get to our keys to the game here, brought to you by Rudy Wealth Management, a family-owned wealth management firm that strives to help their clients achieve their retirement goals. By Game Day Spirit, the best selection of University of Illinois apparel, and brought to you by Hickory Point Bank, with roots right here in our Champaign-Urbana community, Hickory Point Bank Invested. What were your keys, Michael? Well, going into the game, my, my key was try to play the type of – have the game plan that you had against uh, Wisconsin and Minnesota um, where you, you get up ahead and then you kind of just hold on to the ball until uh, and make them make mistakes. Um, and that's what they did today. Um, so my key to the game was stay true to your identity, and they uh, definitely did that. Yeah, and that was the the big bulk of it. You know, going back to to what we said pre pre game, I, I thought they needed to limit Evan Hole to be successful, and really they limited the entire offense and not allowing Northwestern to complete drives. Uh, that was uh, the big key. Uh, you, you add in the takeaways in there as well, and a couple of defensive scores, and Illinois gets it done. Uh, another key, I, I thought, even though Tommy DeVito had his first interception in a long while, Illinois took care of the ball today and that was big cleaned up the the penalties a little bit still some penalties that that maybe you you could go without seeing also big day for Hugh Robertson how about that it had a had a 50 <laughs> yard bomb had a, the second longest carry of the day for the Illini that's right Chase Brown had the third longest carry for the Brown or for for the Illini it went Reggie Love Hugh Robertson and then Chase Brown so I, I thought it was good for for the Aussie to to have a, a nice last regular season game 
Yeah, uh, I, I've been waiting for that play all year um, <laughs> because there have been times when it's like it's fourth and three, fourth and four, and he has green grass ahead of him, and he ends up punting the ball. Um, I'm glad that <laughs> I I don't re- recall how long uh, they had to go. I think it was fourth and nine or something, so he, he had to book it, but uh, he had a tremendous run there. Um, you always love to see that. He didn't have the Blake Hayes. Uh, juke the air. Um, he uh, he he stayed true to the assignment. I'm gonna run, and he he sought out contact. So <laughs> I I love that at a Hugh. Um, he was feeling it on the sideline after afterwards, and it, he got a hold of some uh, some punts today. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm I'm very I'm very pleased with how he finished out his regular season. Um, he still has plenty of work to do. Um, the stats show that, but. Uh, you know, for all intents and purposes, he uh, he he finished the regular season on a high note. You can you, you saw moments. He 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 had games where where he was really solid and, and yeah, going going out there, he, he wasn't juking the air. He had that hit stick ready. He was ready to run over any wildcat that was gonna gonna tackle him. He, he thought he was gonna get six there, but uh, liked the liked the little trickery from the special teams here today and the defensive play and, and really the whole play from the Illini as they win. 41 to 3 to wrap up rivalry week for the Illini. Those are our keys to the game brought to you by Rudy Wealth Management, Game Day Spirit, and Hickory Point Bank. Coming up towards the end here on the Fasteners Etc. Post Game Show, you want to get your thoughts in on the Castle Heating and Cooling Text Line or the fan line, you can do so. You know, I wrote the president of the Thorpe Award uh, an email Friday. Uh, I was going to do it earlier in the week and obviously had some things pop up, but. Uh, I just put in that email like, listen, this this kid has grown more than any player that I've ever been around in a year. Um, he has naturally God-given abilities, but he converts it into big plays because he studies film. He understands high points uh, on a ball. He's an extremely competitive player. Like if he, if he isn't on their best player, he's mad, right? Like he wants to play the best and he wants to win. Like I think there was a stat that we put him on uh, the four best receivers in a row, and those guys had, I believe, three catches or four catches amongst the whole group over four games when they played against him so just a, a tremendous competitor playing at a high level and he should win the hands down the Thorpe Award easily there is head coach Brett Bielma after the game talking about his all Big Ten maybe All-American cornerback Devin Witherspoon as he had another big day to wrap up the regular season here today as Illinois knocks off the Wildcats, taking home the Land of Lincoln trophy. Coming up near the end here on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show with Evan and Michael, you can give us a call 217-356-9397 or text the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. So, Illinois is either going to end up with eight or nine wins. And based off of most of the preseason projections that I was hearing from people, that's above expectations. Yeah, I mean, it depends on uh, where you looked, but uh, Vegas had uh, the season win total at uh, three and a half or four and a half, and (laughs) we took care of that uh, before before the first half of the season concluded. So um, I... the uh, we this team went in with low expectations from a lot of surrounding people, but they never let it let that get to them. 
and uh, they've certainly exceeded um, plenty of expectations. And uh, the fact that you were you had a chance to maybe uh, triple that win total, uh, double that win total, um, if a few pl- more plays go your way, then I mean, it it's it's very good. Uh, as 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 low bra- as uh, I, I don't even know what I'm saying. It's just <laughs> it, it's a tremendous amount of progress. the 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 question is going to be sustainability and reloading some of these key players that um, you uh, expect to lose. Um, who your quarterback is going to be? Um, most likely going to be a transfer portal addition, uh, which is going to be the case for the next few years until they get their guy out of high school who knows um but you just have had this tremendous opportunity to build off this and um everyone listening definitely wants that that build to happen um so uh just tremendous amount of progress um something that a lot of people didn't expect to see but um we're we're on the right track we have the the right guy and one other thing we have to replace potentially our coaches because when it when a team does well well other uh, other programs come knocking so um, just something that we'll have to watch and uh, they'll have to make their decisions and um, I don't think that coach Bielma is going anywhere so he uh, he will be uh, he'll lead us into the future and hopefully that future is bright got extensions looking bright right now Absolutely. Got got extensions for both the coordinators here in the past, what, 12 to, to 14 months and rock, locking up Walters and money as best as you can. Keep them competitive with, with other teams uh, around the nation. Brett Bielema is probably in line for an extension. Maybe they work that out after a, a bowl game gets wrapped up here in the next four or five weeks. And, and yeah, they, they found some gold with a quarterback in Tommy DeVito. He, he's been exceptional since since he's been here going to have to replace a, a, a top five running back and Chase Brown, who's transferred in here and, and just been a, a star almost since day one. And, and good news is um, I, I think the guys on the edges will still be here, right? Most of the wide receivers will be back. Going to lose the, the tight ends. It's a very veteran tight end group, but that's a, a, a pretty that, – that's been a, a position that they've recruited hard, right? They brought in, I believe, two freshmen last year bringing in a, another tight end this year. That's another position that you can go into the, the transfer portal and find. So a lot of guys that, that have to be replaced, but we've seen that, that this staff has the ability to scout guys and, and identify talent and then coach up the talent once it gets here. So there could be a, a, a drop-off next year, but but who knows with, with the momentum and, and what both the, the offense and defense have showed players that will be entering the portal or freshmen who, who want to, to – make the decision to, to sign with the Illini, it's, it, it looks like it's not the same kind of program that might have pitched them two, three, five, even ten years ago. Yeah, uh, and the thing about part of part of the, the um, value proposition that Coach Bielma's program could put out there for transfers or high school uh, players both is that look at what we've done with some players. They were average, if not bad college football players and we have made them we have put them into an entirely different stratosphere in terms of production i think of kirby joseph who for the lack of a better term his career was effectively over uh under lovey smith and then he gets uh an opportunity with uh coach walters's uh, uh defense and 
now he's now he's making interceptions <laughs> on uh, on Sundays for the Detroit Lions. Kendall Smith has had uh, a tremendous resurgence. Um, he w- he was in the transfer portal earlier this year. Uh, Coach Beelan's like, hey, why didn't you come back? And he's had a tremendous season. Um, so it it's easy to make that sell to a lot of people like, Hey, it may not have worked out at your other place, but if you buy in here, we're going to give you an opportunity to be successful. Building a culture is Brett Bielma and the Illini headed to a bowl game in his second season here with Illinois. We're going to put final call out there. Get in your calls, get in your texts. You got any thoughts here? Last regular season football post game show. We'll be back for the bowl game and basketball games. We'll just kind of give you a, a look at, at when you'll hear us next here after this break, and we'll put a bow on the Fasteners, etc. post game show. I think it's a good perspective, right? So a year ago at this time, we were one game short of a bowl game. Uh, this year, we're one game short of Indy. Uh, obviously, a lot of things we can go back. Those four games, we were a, uh, an eight-win team, but I think more about the four losses. Those are the things that will drive me in the out of season. You know, games that were very winnable, uh, one-score games that we just – we got to find a way to win those games and in those environments. We played well against big competition. Uh, obviously, that heartbreak last week against Michigan is still hard to swallow. Uh, but, you know, there, there's good things that we've learned. Um, we've made a lot of stress and a lot of uh, emphasis in our program about playing every game, right? And uh, we definitely played 12 competitive football teams and came out on a winning edge eight and lost four. So it's definitely motivation for the future. Yeah, no moral victories. Brett Bielma still talking about those four losses, even though there are eight wins, but still Eight wins, not too shabby for the Illini here in year two under Brett Bielema. They get the win today, 41-3 over Northwestern. Final call here on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show with Michael and Evan. And if there's anything we learned this year, Michael, it's that Indiana, Michigan State, Purdue, and Michigan don't want to be on Illinois' schedule next year because Brett Bielema has already put them on the list. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> fact of the matter is, is uh, of the uh, – of the rematches that we had last year, uh, between uh, last year and this year, we only lost one of those, and that was Purdue. Um, and I know that there is going to be a major emphasis to try to beat Purdue next year, just because it has been the bugaboo for uh, for this team, and it's your only divisional loss that you had. Uh, the rest were East teams, and again, you were you had the opportunity to win all those games, uh, very close, but. Um, you, you couldn't close it out, and that just means that you have uh, room to improve. And um, like he said, it's going to be the driving factor. The only downside to having an 8-4 and four team this year is that um, no one's going to underestimate you anymore. Mm-hmm. You had, oh, those chippy underdogs from Illinois, they're really coming out. No, we're, we're here, and we're here to stay. Um, so you don't have that. You may not necessarily have that underdog factor. Um, but I do know that next year uh, we play at Maryland and we play at Penn State for our divisional games. But there's one more that's uh, that's escaping me right now. Um, but uh, it's Penn State does not want to play us mm-hmm. <laughs> at their place uh, because we play exceptionally well on the road. Um, so continue to build that identity and um, maybe we maybe not shock the world as much. Uh, moving forward, but uh, let the world know that, hey, we're here, we're here to stay. 
Yeah, it's a similar kind of feeling that the teams had with Illinois basketball when Brad Underwood got here. I think Matt Painter was the first one who was kind of like, oh, crap, Illinois might be good again. And, and what do you know here three years later, they've effectively won three, two straight Big Ten titles and in search of a, a third one. So I, I think football is in good hands. Uh, real progress shown this year, 8-4, and four, headed to a bowl game. And uh, we'll, we'll see what that bowl game is here in, in a few days. One last text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Uh, again, talking about Witherspoon going from zero stars, not really recruited, and, and now he, he's going to be in the NFL. And that, that happens all the time. We, we don't see it a whole lot here at, at Illinois, but it, it's cool when, when we get get one of those stories and just um, a, a great sign from from the coaching staff and they you said it they, they did it last year with Kirby Joseph did it this year with, with Devin Witherspoon so I'll be interested to, to see who they do it with next year yeah uh, just a tremendous development um, and a, a tremendous way to develop your players um, and all those are secondary players and that comes down to your uh, safeties coach and uh, defensive coordinator Ryan Walters all right, Mr. Michael Martin, I know it's getting late and you're going to be shutting down the, the press box there at, at, at Ryan Field, so we'll, we'll, we'll call it here on the Faster Etc. postgame show for the regular season. Any parting thoughts? Uh, I don't know if uh, I'll be on the postgame for uh, the bowl game, depending on how that shakes out. That's true. Um, so if, if this is signing off for the, uh, the, the, uh, for the season for me, I really do appreciate the fans. Uh, engaging calls and texts uh we really do appreciate it you make you guys make it a lot of fun uh shout out to the fans that made it out to the game today too lots of orange out there um they're exciting times ahead for illinois and uh happy to be here with you yeah thank you very much didn't even think about that so we'll, we'll have you on sports talk we'll talk to you in, in pre-games and, and we'll see what bowl game is in store for the illini and echoing your your thoughts as well Appreciate all the callers, texters, listeners, podcast listeners, however you tune in. We thank you very much. We'll do it one more time after a bowl game. We'll also be back for Illinois basketball on Tuesday. It doesn't stop here on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. We're going to call it good night. We'll see you later. The preceding program was an exclusive presentation of News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS and Light Rock 97.5 FM WHMS Champaign-Urbana, Champaign Multimedia Group Stations.